everybody. Welcome to Is This a Ghost? I'm Clayton Smith, and every week I tell a real ghost story from real history to my real friend, Patrick Dean, who doesn't take it real seriously, nope. but who does have what he says is a real good drink mm-hmm. combo happening. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Tell us, tell us all about it. One part stout cask in its mm-hmm. own little... Uh, little stout cask whiskey. Yep, in an old uh, juice glass from when I was in <laughs> high school. Mm-hmm. That's, imp- that's an important part. Indeed, yes. Has yeah. to be. Has to be. <laughs> be an antique uh, uh, juice glass with then, with sentimental value um, uh, ha- yes, from, has. from your adolescence. Mm-hmm. Yep, small yeah. chips out of it. I've probably consumed more than a few slivers of glass out of this thing over the years. Okay, um, good. In the other hand, this is a uh-huh. uh, just a cup of stress relief tea. You know, so kind okay. of stress relief, stress mm-hmm. relief. Mm-hmm. Showing two mm-hmm. hands right now to all of our all of our radio listeners. Yeah, uh, uh, it's not okay. Go ahead. And uh, yeah, so Go I called the uh, called the double fisting daddy. So okay. <laughs> I don't know what I expected. <clears throat> I don't know what I expected. You asked me five seconds ago to name it, and there it goes. And so. uh, I will never make that mistake again. Thank you. <laughs> Double fisting daddy. You heard it here first. Um, please send all uh, complaints to Patrick. I have a P.O. box now. So <laughs> For all the complaints. There have been so many of them that we had to get rid of them. They said, they said you got to upgrade from the small <laughs> one to the big one guy. Oh, boy. How are, how are you doing? Doing great. Just fantastic. Just being over there double fisted. Just double, double fisting, making my way through my day. Cool. Oh, man. Happy President's Day. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate Welcome. it. For those who celebrate. <laughs> those of you who, uh, who believe in presidents. Mm-hmm. Or mattresses. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. It's a big day for mattresses. Big, 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 big mattress day. I'm wearing my naked Abe shirt today. Boop, 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 boop. There That's he good. is. Yep. In Ooh. honor of our best president. 14th. Probably. You think he was, he was probably best, right? He's pretty good. I think so, yeah. Most votes, yeah. It's usually Lincoln won, then Clinton. <laughs> I think, yeah, uh, most people can all agree. Then one, two, skip a few. Uh, Herbert Hoover. Uh-huh. Donald Washington? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Sexiest president. What you, who you got for sexiest president? It's reverse order. Okay, so Donald Trump number one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, in terms of pure excitement, I really don't know what else you want. You know, that's it's, true. If you're the kind of person yeah. who gets turned on by danger, that is that's for you. That's a good point. That's fair. <laughs> we have a fair and balanced political uh, podcast here. It's like having an Apache helicopter running the country. You never know what's going to happen, really. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I the wildest thing happened to me this weekend. I've been so excited to tell you about it. Hmm. So Friday night, mm-hmm. I went with Ryan, with producer Ryan. Yes, yeah, the owner of this show, right? The owner of the show, mm-hmm. ostensibly. Some of you next week are going to get to meet Ryan. Hmm. Uh, he's going to be here for the live show, the live taping. Uh, anyway, so Ryan and I, good friends. Ryan and I, and those of you who don't know, Ryan also teaches where I teach at Columbia College in the same department. We're um, we're good good work friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also good, good outside work friends, I guess. Anyway, so we went together to a community theater production of a play, Crimes of the Heart, um, community theater in a Chicago suburb. Mm. Okay. Which Chicago suburb, if you, if you recall? Uh, LaGrange. LaGrange. LaGrange? Yeah. I do know LaGrange. Yes, absolutely. Now, LaGrange is a pretty nice Chicago suburb. It is, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not complaining about that. Um <laughs> And so Ryan and I went to this, and you may be asking yourself, why did why did Ryan and I go to a community? Yeah, did uh, anybody else go with you? Is it just the, the two of y'all? 
just two of us, and we but we have a, a former graduate student from our program ah. mm-hmm. who we've stayed in touch with. We're now good friends with her. She's mm-hmm. she was in the show, and so oh. we're, we went to support her. Okay. Um, so we go, and this is a small. I mean, I don't know if you've ever have you ever seen a community theater production? Not like outside of like theater? The Simpsons. No, I have not. Yeah, no. it's like that. Okay. Actually, it's very much like that. Mm-hmm. If you used AI to turn that into just realistic <laughs> looking, that would be exactly what it is. Uh, it was in a literal church basement mm-hmm. with just chairs that they had set up, and mm-hmm. so and you know um, that was that's where. And so anyway, during so we're watching this play. <laughs> we're watching this play. And during the first intermission, because there were multiple, um, this play went for almost three hours. That's a lot of smoke breaks. I don't know if I'm... And they did not sell any alcohol. (laughs) In the church basement? Let me guess. Lutheran. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, see? There was lots of bingo. You could play bingo every break, but Mm. no (laughs) no alcohol. (laughs) So during first... They they, they had the bingo board up above the stage, and they were like silently calling it out like... B7. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the show must go on. So, you know, mm-hmm. they were real pros for community theater actors. Uh, so <laughs> during the first of two intermissions, Ryan and I were just standing up, just kind of chatting, stretching mm-hmm. our legs. And this woman comes up to me and she's looking at me very strangely. And she's mm-hmm. not talking yet, but she just comes up and she's just kind of like looking at me and like squinting a little bit and kind of like mm-hmm. doing this, like bobbing her mm-hmm. head back and forth, like really sizing me up. Like a crane or something. Like she's she was like, very crane-like, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I think is what cranes say. And so I kind of looked at her, and she said, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah, sure. And mm-hmm. she said, are you an author? <gasps> oh. And I didn't know what to say. Because <laughs> what, what immediately flashed through my head was, oh, no. This woman has put me in the worst situation ever because she thinks I'm a actual author <laughs> a famous author and which one had, did she confuse me with yes and she's confused me with someone who was yeah. an actual author but i she's unlucky because yeah. i am an author but definitely not who she's thinking of no one's gonna survive this conversation number one yes. i'm not chuck palinuk and, and so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i know i know he's also tall but mm-hmm. um but i don't know and so <laughs> so i didn't i kind of froze i didn't really know how to respond because i'm thinking like well how do i explain to her that i sort of am but not who she thinks i am right and then I'm trying to think, well, who does she, I wonder if she thinks I am. So this is all going through my head. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Ryan is standing there and he's like, well, you are. Mm-hmm. And I said, so he, he got that going. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, I, I said, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, what do you mean by sort of? And I said, well, I mean, I have some books that I have written. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, which, so w- she, which at this point sounds extremely stupid because she's basically yes. like, oh, yes. Oh, have you oh, written yeah. books? Well, kind of. I mean, you well, know, kind there of. Are books, I have written some books. And I did write them. <laughs> so and I do have I them know. here with me in my coat. But <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you're asking, yeah. then I guess yes. But is that what you're asking? So, she, <laughs> so I said sort of in, uh, in, she looks at me a little bit more. She goes, she's obviously not getting satisfied with this answer. Right. And she said, well, what okay how about this what have you written and i said and again i'm like she's mm-hmm. gonna i'm gonna say my books and she's gonna be like oh that doesn't sound familiar right yeah so and, and you know when you say the word like no one when <laughs> i've never really been confronted with this before but it occurred to me in this moment that saying oh uh the, well one is apocalypticon mm-hmm. it's actually kind of a dumb title <laughs> to, <laughs> it's not like it's not like uh, I don't know, you know, what the butler saw or something. Right. It's it's it's, uh, it's a fine title. I think it's very. You I think, think so? I I think it's very good. It makes no sense. I'm saying that as someone who stars in 
it. But that's correct. Again, so you you've got some skin in the game here. A very fine, a very fine name for a book. <laughs> Thank you. I and appreciate a that. Book. Okay. Sure. And uh, <laughs> and I said, well, I have the Apocalypticon series, and she goes, oh, you're Clayton Smith. Oh, and I so said, she was so she wasn't just trying to like blindly pick you up this entire time because that's kind of where I figured this was going. No, no, she no. was like, oh, like, <laughs> tall guy with a beard. I bet he's written a book probably before. an author. Yeah. Can I see your elbows? Any patches there? Uh, yeah, author. No, she said, so you're Clayton Smith, and I. And this is the first time I've ever been recognized anywhere. Mm. And I said, I said, I yes, I am. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, of course, now he's very mad because right. he hates to be a witness to the first time I was publicly recognized as an author. <laughs> And I said, that's true. I said, do you know my books? And she's like, yeah, I love Apocalypticon. It's so great. And then she's like telling me things about things that I have coming out soon. So she's on my mailing list too. And I'm like, wow, this so is got, what a narrow- small world. Yeah. So you got narrowed down to like six women at this point, right? Yes. So you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, are yeah. you so Kelsey? I'm like, okay, I'm no? going to go to MailChimp really quickly. <laughs> mm, and no, Lisa, no. Huh? Uh, so, so we had a little chat. It was really nice. And uh, once I stopped being awkward about it, it was mm-hmm. really nice. But then, then, so we go back to the to the show, and we're watching the second act of the play, and then mm-hmm. the second intermission because again it is eternally long. Mm-hmm. And uh, and at second intermission, Ryan goes to use the restroom, so I'm just sitting there by myself, and she like kind of like walks up from behind, sure. yeah, and she's like pokes her head around my shoulder. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. and she's like, hey, I'm sorry if I was weird earlier, and I'm thinking, well, you're being weird now. Yeah. <laughs> And I said, no, it was really great. I'm glad you mm-hmm. came and said something um, really flattering. It's really great. And she goes, I just, I love like Anomaly Flats. It was great. And and Naakua, I love it. And, uh, and I haven't read Mabel Gray, but it seems really fun. Like, I think I'd really like it. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, and you, there's the other one. What's the other one you you wrote? Um, um, it, came, is it, it came from Anomaly Flats? And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, it came from Anomaly Flats. She goes, I didn't like that one so much. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that was like four out of five. I'm very sure, excited I mean, about this. Yeah. My average is, is good here. But yeah. I was like, okay. That, okay. That's, I guess that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Um, thank you for sharing and ending on that note. Right. Yeah. Um, Showmanship. Then, so. <laughs> Leave them knowing you didn't like the last thing they did. That's right. That's right. Inflate the ego and then mm-hmm. stick a knife in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, that's happened to me. So I it was uh, I was recognized out in the wild as an author. That's fantastic. Isn't that wild? That's great. Mm-hmm. So, what'd you do this weekend? Uh, everybody in the house had flu. Flu B. So flu B. Flu B. I I don't know. That that's what the doctor said. So yeah. Flub. Flu B. Yeah, that's what I said. Was oh everyone's got flub, and then and then Gloria's like, oh, uh-huh, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Is that, do you so you have no no further information about what makes flu B flu B? Uh, well, there, there's a, there's usually a. there's two, there's two dominant strains in the winter: flu A mm-hmm. and flu B. Everybody in our uh, house. You got the B. shot for the wrong one. Uh, I don't, our the shot was probably the wrong one for all of them, frankly. Huh. But mm-hmm. I didn't get any. Uh, I didn't get any, any shot. Flu. No shot. Flu. No flu. I've, I I uh. forgot to get a shot. So you're an anti-vaxxer now. Uh, more like uh, now the Donald Trump sexiest president thing is making a lot more sense. Let's say I'm a lapsed vaxxer. What, that, what would that be? <laughs> so, a laxer? You're a laxer. That sounds. It you're sounds lax like, when it comes to vaccine. It sounds like like a specialty dog breed or something like that. Yeah. I'm not sure. You're laxing at the vaccine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I forgot to get a flu vaccine this year. Did not get the flu while everybody was literally throwing up on me all weekend. And then uh, Joe Rogan called. He wants to interview me. Yeah, it's so I, weird. <laughs> we heard your story. We need you on the show right now. Hardcore. Um, 
Yeah. So I, I uh, had an interesting conversation with my father today, my dad, my extremely oh. bored retired dad. Okay. Who, Is he uh, listening to the podcast now? Yeah. He, he said uh, he had like 40 years of being stressed about everything and then he sold his house and moved like across the street from me and has nothing more to worry about. And oh. uh, so he's, you know, creating things and making his life sure. really difficult. Um, That's what I would do, to be yeah. frank. I, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to think I wouldn't, but I would. <laughs> he, had LASIK, he had LASIK surgery. Right? Good for him. Yeah, pretty exciting. Uh, mm-hmm. Then he went back to the op- optometrist today, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as a follow-up, make sure everything's healing right. Yeah, yeah. Do, That's do, good. You know, do the, do the eye check, whatever. Make sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's like, oh, yeah, everything's great. Um, he's telling the, telling the doctor, everything's everything's great. You know, my vision's really good. Um, uh, but I get these, uh, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I get these little crusties in my, you know, my like eyelids, whatever, in my yeah. eyelashes. Um, and she's like, yeah, that's, everybody gets that. That's a, that's called the human condition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he says, he says to her, to his optometrist, he says, um, can you do anything about that? And she goes, <laughs> <laughs> you fixed my eyesight. Yeah. You gotta be able to fix this too, right? She goes, no, I don't, I don't think i there's really much to do about that that's just you know you sleep and you get the and he goes well i was wondering if maybe you could just uh like cut my eyelashes off and she says (laughs) and she says uh i don't think you're gonna like the way that looks and he said oh i'm an old man i really don't care the way it looks uh i just don't want to have to deal with this anymore and she cuts all of his Stop fucking eyelashes it. off. That is malpractice. He looks like he was in a small <laughs> fire. He still has the eyebrows. Eyelashes gone. I was like, Dad, what the fuck kind of doctor you go to, man? Which alley did he find his doctor in? Oh, I texted my sister. I said, I texted my sister. I said, Dad is having like a Britney Spears reaction. <laughs> to being bored now. I don't know what the fuck he... Uh, so and now he's suddenly on Instagram Reels, totally naked. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was... Oh. So. Don't, I mean, eyelashes... This may be a stupid question. Eyelashes grow, right? You know? <laughs> we're going to find out. We're going to find out real quick here. I don't know if they grow back on like a 70-year-old man's face. They might not. Horrifying. Yeah. Also, aren't they there to like protect you from dust? They're there stuff? for a reason. They're not... <laughs> There's not a whole lot of stuff on us that can just come out. I mean, he he's had his gallbladder out. He's probably had his appendix out. He's had all like the extra stuff out. Yeah. And I think yeah. maybe he's just he's becoming more efficient. Yeah. Yeah, he's more streamlined. He means like a, uh, you know, he's like those uh those the, those Olympians that just like shave everything and wear the wetsuit and just kind of yeah, like scrape blow through uh, the water. Like pieces off your shoes that yeah. you don't need. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like that. Exactly like that. Except in his body, yeah. Except in the in an old man's body, you can barely get off the couch. Yeah. So okay. Anyway, it just sounds like a horrifying thing to see. Yeah. Any optometrists out there that want to weigh in on this on the merits, <laughs> please, of removing all of a patient's or, uh, eyelashes on the lawyers, I guess yep. you want to weigh in also. <laughs> Good lord, that is uh, that is something. Uh, so anyway, I guess that was more exciting than uh, everyone in the house getting flu B over the weekend. <laughs> well, but it depends. I don't know which I'd prefer, really. <laughs> Boy. I got to deal with both of them, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I didn't realize that he moved close to you. Yeah, I can damn near see his uh, see his apartment from my uh, from my front door. So, boy, that's fun. That's it is family is a joy. It they what I'll say. they are especially when their mm-hmm. arms reach all day. <laughs> he 
He's got the Freddy arms coming yeah. out of his window. <laughs> I can almost get yeah. you. Can you trim my eyebrows? No, <laughs> God damn it, Dad. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, I mean, and not to harp on this story, but, mm-hmm. I mean, the crusty eyelid, eyelash thing is, this This. This is the solution. Right. There, yeah, I, I've done it. I, yeah, I, it's, it's never been like a... Like a personal challenge for me, you know. Yeah, I've never looked. Now, have at myself- you asked him? Hmm. How How is it now for him? Uh, well, is it he, better? Is his he, quality of life? He has, he has not yet slept. So that happened earlier this <laughs> afternoon. Ah, <laughs> I will call him at like four forty-five in the morning when he wakes up. <laughs> I have to know, yeah. and the podcast <laughs> listeners have to know. Uh, boy, oh boy, he is going to be ill-equipped for the next snowfall. Uh, yeah, I'm aware. I hope he knows that. Yeah. Well, he doesn't go outside anymore, so I don't think he's real worried about it. Okay. I guess I, you I know. know. I'll withhold judgment, I guess, mm-hmm. until until we hear back. Yeah. From Papa Dean. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway. Well, that is excellent. I hope you have a story for us. I I'm do. Are stories. you ready to hear it? I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wonder if we've ever led with a uh, more... Um, uh, I don't know what the word is even. Troubling is a good word for it. Troubling is a good word. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I do have a story for you, so let's get to it. <clears throat> hot springs are a wonder, aren't they? They are. I love indeed. hot springs. Oh, I love. You ever been to one? I I've, I have vacation in Hot Springs, Arkansas. That's uh, is that why it's called Hot Springs? It is indeed. It is indeed. Okay. Do you want to know a funny story? I we would have, love to. Do we have time, time for? Uh, I we will there. get ripped on Spotify for this, but please go ahead. <laughs> I really don't care. Um, we can always decline all of those reviews. That's right. Uh, I was oh, I was pretty young when I, I vacationed there with the, uh, a woman I was dating at the time. And um, when you said you were young, I was thinking like 11, 12. So that's not no. that's probably not right, right? 19, 20, maybe something <laughs> 15, like that. 15, 16. Okay. Um, so in Hot Springs, at least when I was there, um, in the middle of the street in like the main, you know, like district down there, they just have big taps coming straight up out of the ground to like water fountains, like these big like kiosks yeah. where you can take a jug, right? And just fill it up straight from the, of hot from the water? source. Yeah, I mean, straight from the spring. I mean, it's, okay. it's, and I thought to myself, well, that's kind of wild. I mean, you know, they're known for this. It's it's, it's like the Willy Wonka chocolate factory of it, towns. It really is. Yeah. yeah you got to no, monetize this, friend. Yeah, I was I was pretty pretty amazed by it. Um, and I thought to myself, well, this, you know, everyone's saying, well, this, you know, there's all these medicinal, um, mm-hmm. you know, benefits and, you know, there's minerals and it's super, super healthy. And I thought... I thought, well, you know, I'll just go in and, and try some of this. And so I went up to one of the spigots and I just put my mouth under it like Pauly Shore. And I did You're not. You're that water. I was not prepared for the uh, for the temperature <laughs> of the water coming out of the hot springs. And you did know it was called hot springs. I mean, Arkansas, but at the time, a, you know, there's it's a it's a it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. Uh-huh. Um, sure. And I squealed, and the guy who was filling up his jug right next to me was. So horrified by me. I was going to say, how many how many other people were in uh, in screeching uh, distance of you? Five, probably five. Yeah, there's I think there's six little nozzles at the kiosk, and I was waiting in line for mine. So there were five, and then everybody in line. So uh, well, and now you know what hot springs. Are. I would love to go back. I would love to go back. It was a beautiful town. Beautiful. beautiful I love town. that when you were 1920, your idea of the idyllic romantic getaway mm-hmm. was hot springs, Arkansas. <laughs> 
How many antique stores did you see while you were there? Many? Um, I would say several. Yeah. How many demitasse cups did you come home with? Uh, oh, zero. Zero. No, I, I, I came home with just like a big bandage in my mouth and that was all. <laughs> just, that was actually the beginning yep. and end of the trip. <laughs> we, paid the, well, we paid the meter, walked down the street, walked right back to the car, drove home. Uh, well, I've never been to Hot Springs, any Hot Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, all I know about Hot Springs, I learned from Dante's Peak. Mm. And, and now um, this conversation. And now this conversation, which is not too dissimilar from the experience of the people in Dante's Peak. You ever watch Dante's Peak? Uh, I, was that the – that was the volcano one? Well, it was – yeah. It was volcano one with uh-huh. Pierce Brosnan. There were right. two volcano ones that came out uh-huh. at the same time. It uh-huh. was Dante's uh-huh. Peak and there was uh, volcano. volcano. Yep. Yeah. This was the Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Volcano and was the good one, by the way. I didn't actually ever see Volcano, and I mm. really liked Dante's Peak. Now, mm. I was young, so I didn't know any yeah. better. So, so, so um, I don't remember what order it was, but um, Volcano and Dante's Peak came out like the same summer. Mm-hmm. And then in a different summer, um, Deep Impact and yes. uh, Armageddon came out. Uh-huh. Yep. And so Volcano kind of is the Armageddon of that pair, and Dante's Peak is the Deep Impact of that pair. Interesting. It's ab- I guess I had to go watch Volcano because I, you know, you, really, you I, need to go watch all four again. The difference honestly. between Deep Impact and Armageddon is pretty vast. Yes, <laughs> so. I assure you, I assure you, the difference between Volcano and Dante's Peak <laughs> is similarly vast. Who was in Volcano? Oh, you're gonna make me look it up. I don't. Mm. I thought you worked at Blockbuster. I'm sorry. I thought you would just know this. I, I, sh- I should. I, I should. knew that Pierce Brosnan was in uh, Dante's Peak. Oh, and Sarah Connor, I think, was in Dante's Peak. What's her name? Uh, What's the actress who played Tommy Lee Jones, Anne Hesh, and Don Cheadle? Maybe I did see this. I do remember an Murder's Row volcano movie. A volcano opens up in like Los Angeles, like downtown. Uh huh. At the La Brea tar pits and all that stuff. Of course, that makes sense. Yep. I don't know if I've seen that or not, but I do. I definitely saw Dante's Peak many times. And uh, I think the opening scene from that movie is like a couple of kids, like teenagers. Well, actually, much like you and, and your then girlfriend who go mm-hmm. sneak into these these hot springs that are not supposed to be there. They're not mm-hmm. supposed to be there. They go skinny dipping. Uh, and then they boil I wouldn't alive. recommend that. I wouldn't no, recommend that. They, it they burned dive. everything that it touched. Yeah. <laughs> and well, we know that now. You watch the whole movie. Yeah. They only <laughs> got to see the first 30 <laughs> seconds of the movie. <laughs> so ignorance is not bliss always. Mm-mm. Um. But I think people like them, even even despite the movies or the springs. Both. Okay, might give it. That. I think even though they they kill people, yeah, um, right. both the movies and the springs will kill people. I think people still like them. Anyway, so there's a collection of hot springs in northeastern Oregon. Oh, that uh, people have have just loved boiling themselves to death, and for a long, <laughs> long time, the the Nez Perce tribe is that how you pronounce Nez Nez. Nez Perce? Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to try, uh, you, I'm sure, don't want to try a pronunciation no. in case mine no. is way wrong, but yours is somehow worse. <laughs> <laughs> the Nez Perce tribe, they, uh, they, they went nuts for those little hot holes. And <laughs> coming to a Duncan near you. And, <laughs> and they named the lake there. So the, the hot springs fed into this big lake. Mm-hmm. They named the lake, and this is not probably at all how it's pronounced. Ea Keshpa. And hmm. I truly could not find a single source that told me what that meant. <laughs> so, but that's what they called it. Mm-hmm. And 
they weren't the only tribe to find uh, mystical healing powers in the waters. Mm. So many tribes actually thought the hot springs there were medicinal that the entire region came to be known as a neutral zone where conflict among tribes was strictly prohibited. Oh, wow. Huh. Yes. So the whole valley comes to be known as the Valley of Peace. Ah, that sounds nice. So, I mean, I'm going to make kind of an obvious point. Why wouldn't you just live there? Why wouldn't who live there? Anybody. Oh, the, the place you know. where you're not going to get Yeah, exactly. Killed? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Is that is that like where civilization started? Everybody's like, hey, you <laughs> yeah, know what? Is, and the Mesopotamia was yeah. actually in Oregon. <laughs> it's actually kind in- of a sweet deal. Um, <laughs> nobody has gotten stabbed through the heart with a stick this week. And <laughs> I can actually answer that question. I think this isn't in the research, but I have a hunch that uh, some people did live there. Mm-hmm. But then what happened was white people came. Ah, okay. And the yeah. <laughs> Valley of Peace was disregarded. <laughs> I mean, it definitely did not last because this is a spoiler alert. Mm. This uh, this place is chock a block with ghosts, <laughs> so the peace the peace was temporary. Um, so they called it Ekeshpa in the Valley of Peace, but we call these springs today Hot Lake. Oh, hot lake, hot lake, hot lake. It's the best you can do. Hot lake. It's a lake. It's hot. Hot lake. Hot. Hot lake. Hot lake. Ow. <laughs> That's how, how you do it, I think. <laughs> so Hot Lake was one of the first thermal springs to be visited in the U.S. by European settlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington Irving, as a matter of fact, of Sleepy Hollow fame, mm-hmm. documented some. I don't think he was on this expedition. I had a hard time sussing that. I don't think he was on this trip, but he documented the, uh, an expedition, the Astor Expedition in 1812, and they visited the hot springs. Um, these little white devils did. Uh, and so that may have been the first time that, that Europeans made it all the way out to Oregon and visited these these thermal springs. Hmm. Of course, when white people got there, they were like, hey, guy, I, I think this might be ours. <laughs> Appreciate you guys keeping my seat warm here, but I am back. Thank you. It's so peaceful here, and we appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to have to kill yeah. you all. <laughs> Oh, you didn't bring any weapons to Peace Valley. That's very <sighs> convenient for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do. I we are grateful, mm. I, and that's uh, that's the second Thanksgiving. <laughs> anyway, so so these white people they take over the valley um, through through brutal means, and eventually the Oregon Trail passes through the area, and so the springs become a real hot spot. Mm-hmm. So people just love it there. Um, <laughs> I do not remember this part of the Oregon Trail, by the way. Was it a game? I, yeah, maybe I didn't I make always it this far. died of syphilis before. Syphilis? What the fuck are you doing on the Oregon version. Trail? <laughs> I had the cheat code that gave you syphilis, and uh, I got it a lot. <laughs> uh, you were sure out shooting buffalo for a while. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, Ooh, it's boy. been a couple days. Um, found a couple peaceful valleys out there if you know what i mean Um, (laughs) shot in the buffalo you know what i'm saying and uh they are riddled with disease (laughs) (laughs) yeah a lot of story to go (laughs) okay so people love it one man uh who is a sailor named tommy atkins hmm he loved it so much, he bought the land and he used it as a cattle ranch. Hmm. 
there's some sort of joke here that I couldn't quite pin down about Atkins using it as a beef mm-hmm. uh, farm. So, you know, I, yep. do you have anything you want to, do you want to try to take a stab? No, I, I'm just really excited about somebody who's going to um, be filling the whole valley with cow waste. Um, also being surrounded <laughs> by lukewarm water as well. well it's really, feel. If there's anything E. coli hates, it's <laughs> lukewarm water. <laughs> so... So Atkins buys this this area, mm-hmm. and according to a story published in the Oregonian newspaper in 1914, Atkins accidentally fell into one of the springs one day mm-hmm. and was, quote, cured of numerous ailments. <laughs> Including skin. <laughs> well, this, yes, so this is an important point. This is a probably apocryphal story because uh-huh. uh, <laughs> the lake has an average temperature of about 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Eesh. So, uh, and this is not a story about Tommy Atkins' ghost, so mm-hmm. that story is probably not true. <clears throat> but it is, yeah. I mean, if you've got a skin disease, that that'll cure it. Correct. Yes. I- <laughs> um. So in 1864, then a man named Samuel Samuel Fitzgerald Newhart ambles up to Oregon from California, and he sees Hot Lake, and he's just he's so turned on by it. He's like, "That's a hot lake." Uh. This is a tourist trap waiting to happen. <laughs> and I need to make that that trap happen. And I couldn't find I couldn't find any info if he bought it or like bought some of the land or if he's like renting it out from Atkins or whatever, but he did whatever however it shook out. In 1864, Newhart builds a big wooden structure on the lake. Mm-hmm. And it was described as sort of a frontier mall. <laughs> okay. <And> so <laughs> it's got a lids. Uh, <clears throat> it's got two Auntie Anne's, one on the top yes, floor, one course. on the bottom floor. And so. they both smell so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It has a post office, a barber shop, mm-hmm. a blacksmith, mm-hmm. a dance hall. And, of course, it's got a bathhouse to tap the water from the hot springs. Because mm-hmm. these are people who knew that if you took water out of a tap next to a hot spring, it was going right. to be hot water. Mm-hmm. So they were like bathhouse. I mean, eventually they knew this. Like, eventually I know it. Everyone, I guess that's true. Every <laughs> every every party needs a Patrick. <laughs> to, just really come just to kind of you know yeah. just test stuff out. Um, this this 1864. Correct. Right? I lo- I I love imagining what everybody west of the Rockies is doing during the Civil War. Like, oh are you God. just? <laughs> I mean, is any news I think getting about that through? A lot. Yeah, I don't think about it so much that I ever research it, but mm. I do think about it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think they were doing? What's uh, going on out there? I, I I think they were probably prospering. I'm 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 willing to bet a whole lot. <laughs> These are yeah. the salad days. <laughs> America is a wonder, full of promise, and there's nothing bad. Uh-huh. What year was the Mark oh, Zuckerberg hasn't even been born yet? So let's <laughs> live love, vida loca out here. <laughs> That's not going to last. You know it's not mm. going to last, so mm. let's let the good times roll. <laughs> <clears throat> well, the gold rush was at 49, right, because the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this was 20 years after that, 15 years after that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's probably a good time. Like most of the most of the, the problematic gold people are just stuck there and poor. Mm-hmm. So they're Point not being dead. annoying. They're not telling yep. you. Yeah. They're not sitting around telling you about how uh, <laughs> all the gold they're going to – I feel like – <laughs> this may I've never thought about this before. I'm I'm doing this in real time, so <laughs> let me know if this plays. <laughs> it may be possible that the the 49ers, the gold rush folks mm-hmm. of uh, of 1849 are a lot like the vegans of today where they have to just tell you constantly how great it is to be a gold miner. Yep. Uh even though we all know it's very not fun at all to be a gold miner. 
And eventually, being a gold miner will ruin you, and mm-hmm. it'll <laughs> it'll just make you very angry and sad, and uh, no one will want to hang out with you anymore. But you've really built this fiction about how cool it is to be a gold miner. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then around like 1861, 62, you're like, maybe I should go back east. And then you get just over the Rockies, and you're like, nope, never mind. Nope. I was wrong. <laughs> Whoops. Still some gold in them yeah. there hills. Let's yeah. go find out. I was, Yeah. <clears throat> Yep. So this is happening over there. So while while the Civil War is going on, uh, these folks are are <laughs> are pre, a little preoccupied yeah. with hot springs. So one interesting thing about this uh, this, <laughs> this building that that Newhart builds is the so the lake the the lake is in a valley, right? The peaceful mm-hmm. valley, valley of peace. And so land is obviously super flat, but on one side of the lake, there's a huge bluff. Mm-hmm. I think I might have a I might have a photo of it. Let me see. Mm-hmm. If I do, uh, well, sort of. Okay, so I'll show you this photo where you can you can very clearly see the bluff. This is not from the building that he built, but this is a later building. But I will show it to you. Where is my ability to do it? There it is. Okay. So this is the lake. Mm-hmm. Um, this is again a building that'll come later. But this right. is the bluff. That's it's, the bluff. It's, it's it's huge. That's a big bluff. It's out of frame. Even it's so colossal. Yes. Okay. It's essentially a mountain. Yes. Right. Yes. So this is where this place is. It's in this valley with this bluff. And for, <laughs> for some reason that no one really knows how to explain, Newhart builds his structure so that it faces not the lake, which is the draw. It faces the bluff. Okay. <laughs> so you look out your window and it's like a wall of grass. <laughs> you wanted the parking lot view, right? No, no. I wanted the lake view. I'm sorry. Oh, we only all offer parking lot, parking lot view. <laughs> so it was a it was a tough decision <laughs> but but business you know it, it opens and business is okay things in the oregon trail at this point are starting to slow down a bit so it's mm-hmm. not like the big tourist draw that he hoped it would be mm-hmm. yeah but there's there's people coming through mm-hmm. yeah um then 20 years later in 1884 the union pacific railroad comes to town mm. that's gonna change things big deal right there mm-hmm Hot Lake starts to pop off. So the railroad goes, you know, it's like within a couple miles of, of this hotel or this uh, mall, whatever it's called. And so the money starts rolling in. There's people out there all the time. Check out the lake, soak in the tubs, go to the blacksmith uh, as you do. And so the money's coming in. The people are coming in. Newhart then is like, well, I need a hotel, which Standard like, makes a lot of sense. Yep. Sure. Of course. So in 1903, he tears down the whole building that he has built. Tears the whole thing down. Oh. Yes. He's going big. And he <laughs> I know people come here for the mall, but they also need to stay somewhere. So I will tear down the mall <laughs> and build them a place to stay. It only makes sense. And I don't know what to do with all this rubble. I will throw it into right. the lake and uh, dam up the lake so no one <laughs> get that eyesore out of here. Because I don't like it. I only like bluff. <laughs> So he builds a new building. He starts working on a new building, a big, big, beautiful hotel with several bathhouses inside. Mm. Because of course that's that's the real yeah, draw. Yeah, that's the draw. Place. Sure. Yeah. So he's going resort style. It's yeah, the obvious move. Um, but a slightly less obvious move was the fact that he partnered in this in this endeavor with a man named Dr. William Thomas. I'm going to say Phi, P H Y. Okay. Not the Shakespearean Phi. Sure. Yeah, not the fist shaking mm-hmm. Phi. It's uh, PHY. So Dr. Phi. Uh, so in 1904, they partner together, and Phi gets involved with this project. 
So I'm guessing maybe he's he must be financing mm, part of sense. it. He's a I doctor. Would assume. So yes. Yeah. So I assume that that's his whole thing. I don't really know, but I do know that he gets uh, his big contribution to the project is the inclusion of a very large brick structure connected to the hotel that he is going to use as a frontier hospital. Oh, can't get enough of that. <laughs> you ever seen Dances with Wolves? Yes, of course. Yeah. You know the scene where they <laughs> are going to take Kevin Costner's leg mm-hmm. and they toss his boot and it's into a pile of other boots yeah. <laughs> and it's just horrific? I imagine that's pretty much what this is like. Oh, anytime you're like, I got to get out west. There's way too many rules here in the east. <laughs> you know, it's oh, man. It's all like you can't cut this off. You need to sedate this guy. <clears throat> Let's go out well, west. The CDC's not out there making you take vaccines, mm-hmm. so I think you yeah. would have liked this a lot. I got a ten-year head start in the <laughs> CDC out there. So, um, I guess the one 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 of the good things is if you do fall into a two hundred degree lake, it's going to be nice to have a hospital right by. So that is a bonus. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> is there a skin graft wing? The, the east wing, <laughs> and this is the other skin graft yeah. wing, and this is our third skin graft wing. It's uh, it's all. It turns yeah. out it's all we do. <laughs> So, so they hire a big fancy architect. His name is John V. Bennis to design the structure. Apparently, he was a big deal. He designed a lot of buildings that are still standing in Portland. Um, he also designed a lot of the buildings on the University of Oregon campus. Hmm. So he's a he's a big and I imagine very well paid uh, architect. Mm-hmm. And in 1908, the main wing of the hotel opens. They're still building out some of the other parts, but mm-hmm. soft opening. Sure. So the main wing is, it's still good. It's 65,000 square feet. Ooh. It's a Georgian-style U-shaped building mm-hmm. with a solarium. Oh, got to so have a solarium. Got to have a solarium. And the solarium, of course, is facing the lake. Oh, finally. Uh, just kidding. It's <laughs> facing the bluff. Damn it. <laughs> this guy will not put the good stuff toward the lake. I don't know what his deal is. <laughs> but it's facing the bluff. Uh. Uh, don't you just love the view of the lake from the fire escape on the back of the building? It's we just, came here from Massachusetts yeah. for the water. <laughs> this sucks. And I'm sure you saw it on the drive in and you'll see it again on the drive out. I don't know what you want. Um, so they built this building. It's great. They It was actually very inexpensive to run because they heated the building with the hot water from the springs. So very Perfect. efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like a Green New Deal dream home. Um so that's very good. It's This hotel is the first known commercial property in the world to use ger- geothermal heating. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's a quote from, I believe this is from Wikipedia. <clears throat> quote, upon its reopening, the hotel housed a total of 105 guest rooms, a 60-bed surgical ward, a ballroom, mm-hmm. a barbershop, confectionery, Drugstore, newsstand, reception rooms, laboratories, and a commissary. Wait, I'm sorry. No, I'm not done. The <laughs> the hospital featured state-of-the-art soaking tubs supplied by the lake water, as well as an operating room complete with an elevated observation deck and a 1,500-guest dance hall. End quote. Uh. Okay, and so where does Dr. Frankenstein live in this place again? Well, this is that it's a real partnership, right? right. Yeah. So they're they're just mingling the the space, they're integrating. <laughs> I love this. Oh. 
you show up on day one, you get your room, and they give you like the the flyer with all the events for the day. And you're like, oh, I'd like to go horseback riding. Oh, and they have a fishing expedition. Oh, and you can sit on a surgery if you want to. <laughs> oh, you That's can nice. get surgery if you oh. want to, and then you can go play ping pong. How nice. Oh, honey, this man's getting some gangrene cut off at four. We should go see that. <laughs> and then go dancing with our feet that work. <laughs> How fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a real weird way to describe it i don't think Honestly, i would have it in that order of operations <laughs> i totally go if if, the, if this was happening at, at like the the win hotel in vegas i totally go. i totally would steve win if you're listening mm-hmm. uh that one that's a freebie mm, yeah no credit necessary <laughs> please 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 no credit so the the <laughs> so the hotel slash hospital is very self-sufficient. Not only do they use the hot water uh, from the springs, but they also, they grow their own vegetables nearby. They had a, a vegetable farm. They had a, a meat farm. They had an egg farm. A meat farm? I don't know. Those are, <laughs> I put that here. I, I like symmetry. Farm, farm, farm is better than it. a vegetable farm, uh, cows and Uh-oh. chickens. No. They had a Uh-oh. vegetable farm. They had a meat farm. They mm-hmm. had an egg farm. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's fine. That's you know what a meat farm is. No notes. Yeah, no, please yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. So it's great there. In 1910, the hotel grossed $178,811 in revenue. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I Goodness know. gracious. Can you imagine how much that must be in today's dollars? It's unfathomable. I've never heard a number that high before. Okay. Um, is that what you're going with? Because <laughs> <laughs> you have. Uh, I think. That's, that's worth, let's, let's call it $10 million today. I'll tell you this. Donald Trump is paying a lot more than this <laughs> based on recent, <laughs> recent events. It's a lot of sneakers is all I'm saying. That's, <laughs> that's fucking sneakers. Um, in today's dollars, it's about $6 million, wow. $6 million in revenue over one year. Pretty good. Now, I think the whole place cost, I didn't write this down. It was around $30 million to build. Okay. So. But if you're, I mean, but if you're making $6 million, and so I don't know what the profit yeah. is on this. So that's, that's, that's gross revenue. But um, yeah, I'm not here to analyze revenue. their business dealings from 100 years <laughs> that's ago. Right. They, they didn't submit dead. their uh, yeah. 990s. I assume they're a nonprofit. <laughs> uh, and they didn't, I didn't look at their 990s. But. Six million dollar revenue on a thirty million dollar investment in one year. I feel like Not that's bad. pretty good. Not bad. So they're growing like crazy. They're going like gangbusters. They had a show bar in nineteen eleven. Oh, Any your guess is? is as yeah. good as mine. <laughs> Sounds a whole lot like a strip club to me, and I'm yes. also fine with that. I like to picture a coyote ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that opens after the surgery theater closes. I really don't think. You want well, they those do it in the, the same way. place. Yeah. They do it. So you've got the body there, where right. that's like a downer. Then they bring yeah. the the women in, and mm-hmm. then they dance on the table. The, the table is right. is where they dance. Yep. Now the body is still there, but yep. that's part of the part of the artistry. You got to dance around the body. It's really uh-huh. something. So that's 1911. In 1912, the Central Railroad of Oregon builds a line directly from Richmond, Oregon. To the hotel. Wow. Okay. They're like, this is going so well. We're just going to give mm-hmm. you your own railroad line. And so now things really go nuts. This is the this is the hottest lake there is. <laughs> the hottest hot lake. So things are going great. In 1917, several years later, uh, Dr. Fi buys the whole thing outright. Oh, and wow. he names it Hot Lake Sanatorium. Okay. I mean... <laughs> He may not have been a marketing major. Yeah. I don't know. 
I am a doctor. I'm pretty sure I know what to call a place people love to go to to relax. <laughs> For vacation. Do you want to come to this sanatorium? Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking to regain <laughs> some of your sanity in this crazy time? Yeah. And <laughs> come to our asylum. Check yourself in to the Hot Lake Sanatorium. We assure you, you can leave whenever we are ready for you to. <laughs> it, you won't want to leave. It doesn't matter when we let you leave. The whole operation becomes known, quote, not only as a resort for the rich, but also a hospital for the ill. <laughs> <laughs> Got some real Club Med vibes here. I like it. I'm digging this. Yeah, what's that? What's yeah. the uh, what's the town in Florida that's just all retirement homes and syphilis? What is that? Oh, the 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 village. The the, oh. the villages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the villages for yep. sure. <laughs> <laughs> so by the Roaring Twenties, business in the hotel is surprisingly it's still booming. Mm-hmm. It's going really great. People, <laughs> I guess, love vacationing <laughs> and going to doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, during this time, it becomes one of the favorite hangout hangouts of Wild Bill Hickok, mm, okay. frontier legend, frontier legend. Sure. And the Mayo brothers are also frequent visitors to the hotel. Mayo brothers of the Mayo Clinic fame. Ah, uh, okay. Now it's starting to make sense. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got Wild Bill, who's there. I assume not for the hospital, mm-hmm. and also the Mayo brothers, who are there. I assume only for the Primarily hospital. Pro- yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> So this is working. Yeah, Dr. Fine's is, like, okay, this is what I had envisioned this, the whole time. Why did everyone so, call me crazy? Against all odds, yeah. it is working. <laughs> it's really wild, but here we are. And this whole structure comes to eventually be known as the Mayo Clinic of the West. Oh. Whew. So I think they're already, the, the Mayo Brothers must have been going already in, uh, is it uh, Minnesota? 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 Minneapolis. Minnesota, yeah. yeah. So they must have been going there already. Like, that must have been running. So this is the Mayo Clinic of the West, um, and it's going surprisingly well. But, of course, the good times, they cannot roll forever. Mm. In 1931, in uh, in what uh, what we would now look at as a big big case of irony, Dr. Fi comes down with pneumonia. Mm. And <laughs> the healing waters, they're not healing enough, <laughs> I guess. I keep putting the healing waters into my lungs. And they are not helping the pneumonia <laughs> at all. Uh, let's see, it says here he dies of aspiration. Yeah. I don't know what that is. What is that? Is that, uh, is that good? Bad? Water-related? <laughs> Yeah, so he dies of pneumonia. Um, now, just in case you know, in case anyone's concerned, we're not too sad about that because it turns out he's not a great human being. Mm. Uh, he is a man who quote frequently tried to seduce his female patients and then par- treated his staff uh, like shit. Yeah, do you have a question oh. about that? I mean, <laughs> when you're the person <laughs> in charge for putting the you know the patient under. Um, uh-huh. seduction is not the last thing you want to see before closing your eyes. I think seduction is in that case, if you're the doctor, yeah. pretty easy. Yeah. I, I want you to count backwards from 10 and ignore me smelling your hair. Sorry. No, I think that's fair. Uh, so we're not too, we're not too sad that he kicks off. Oh, uh, so he's gone. So now there's a, there's someone just kind of overseeing it while they figure out what to do with, with his whole his whole estate. But three years after Fi dies, on May 7th, 1934, the hotel catches fire. Mm. The entire western wing is burned to the ground. So it's, a, it's essentially everything that's made of wood is gone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of it's made of brick. Mm-hmm. That's more or less okay, but um, everything that was made of wood is no mm-hmm. longer there. Yeah. I'm just imagining, like, the firefighters 
like trying to fight the fire and they're like, ow, even the hose is so hot. Let's not. <laughs> oh, a leg. What good luck. Put the hose in there. Okay, here sure. we go. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> Fuck it, let it burn. I'm a policeman now. <laughs> That's actually how most policemen um, yeah. <laughs> become policemen. Fire hose is too tough to handle? Well. <laughs> well, can always go shoot. Uh, <laughs> shoot people who don't look like me. So, where are we here? Um, yeah, so all that's left of the hotel after the mm-hmm. fire is 65,000 square foot brick portion. And I I had a hard time <laughs> understanding this. I, I, think, I think this is true. I don't think they ever bothered to actually repair anything. Mm-hmm. So, the hotel was still operating and the hospital was still operating. But they were like, mm-hmm. don't look over there. <laughs> This is a literally smoldering pile yep. of wood. It's fine. It's fine. Yep. We don't we don't claim that as ours anymore. Don't worry. It's about under it. construction. I mean, first yeah. it's under destruction, De- and now <laughs> eventually, yeah, we're in a we're in a valley, admittedly, sure, but yep. eventually we'll we'll be going back up that hill. So uh, tourism does slow a bit at this point. <laughs> um, eventually, tourism gets so bad the hotel has to close completely. Mm. The good news is the hospital's still going great. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to have. I mean, that's why you divest, really. Exactly. It's, exactly. Yeah. A little the foresight bit hospi- here was. Yeah. You don't put it all in hospitality. You also don't want to put it all in hospital. You want to make sure. <laughs> right. You got, a, you got a foot in both on both sides all of right. the line. I'll there. allow it. I don't love it, but I'll allow Thank it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Holding that one in for a few hours here. <laughs> So the hospital's going, and once World War II breaks out, this is one they can't really hide from. Uh, Rockies or no Rockies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. There was shit going on at both sides of the Rockies in World War yeah. II. <laughs> yeah, you're actually v- quite close to uh, yeah. Pearl Harbor uh, at that point compared to you know all those poor those poor souls in the Civil War. So you there, the property was then used as a nurses' training center and a flight school. Hmm. Okay, sounds fine. One of the winters during the war, there was a typhoid outbreak at the hospital. A lot of people died. Mm -hmm. Again, the hot hot water is kind of starting to sound like not a great idea anymore. Yeah. When was germ theory invented? (laughs) Germs invented. (laughs) You know, it's weird. Most of the time in the Oregon winter, uh, these germs don't live uh, because everything freezes. But here... In the fucking cesspool in our backyard, they thrive. Become much stronger than we are, frankly. Must be something to do with those Indians we took this land from. (laughs) (laughs) So a whole bunch of people died from typhoid, and uh, they weren't sure what to do with the bodies because they couldn't dig into the ground Mm -hmm, because it was was all frozen. Right? Oh, okay. (laughs) No, sorry. They could have. I I would have thrown them into the lake. Mm -hmm. To be honest, that feels to me like Mm -hmm. that's great. That's a solution. That's a that's a problem solved. Now you're starting to remember. Okay, now I see why he didn't build the building facing the lake anymore. Now it's starting to make <laughs> yes, sense. Yes, it's all fine. Yeah. It's all good. Um, so what they did instead, they laid out the corpses in the hotel foyer and waited for spring. Oh, that's not that's not what you do. No, and remember this whole area, this whole this whole building is still warmed well. Mm. <laughs> by the hot springs so it's not like they put them in fucking cold storage uh-huh. these are just corpses in a warm room mm-hmm. 
and uh, sure, and these are can dig in the ground, and these are physicians doing this, is what I understand, right? These are physicians mm-hmm. uh, doing this to soldiers. Yes, <laughs> correct. So mm-hmm. this, this, I think this is where some of the ghosts come uh, from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which we'll talk about shortly, but not quite there yet. But uh, just this is a good reminder. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I think there might be some ghosts happening here. This is the this is a. Um, at the one hour mark you mean? for ghost yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh boy here we go okay so now <laughs> now the new owner of the building someone comes in and buys the building his name is aj roth and in 1951 he converts the hospital which is no longer making money mm-hmm. uh, after the war and he converts it into a nursing home hmm. okay but this also doesn't make any money so then he converts that into an, an insane asylum <laughs> There's always money yep. in asylums. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the 50s. This is a kind of, you know, part of the heydays of like electroshock therapy and mm-hmm. things. And um, as I, I, I believe we have talked about uh, on, this, on this show before, uh, this is a time when a lot of people would just kind of bring people to the asylum. They would pay to have them kept there and they mm-hmm. would just leave them, abandon them. Sure. So, so he's making money now, which uh, is, I guess, good. Um, at this time, a lot of people who were dropped off were, oh yeah, abandoned. So when these folks died, these patients died. When they did die, the hospital didn't have anyone to call in some cases, so they just mm. disposed of the bodies. Hmm. And uh, and business was pretty good. Building operated as an asylum until 1974. Mm. Yeah, it's it, it's it, it's never a good like. Business, a humanitarian business plan when one of the totally acceptable outcomes is just the patient dies and nobody comes and checks on them. Like that's yeah. that's the sort of yeah. thing where you're like, you know, we only have so much food here and food still costs money. So. But this meat is yeah. going yeah. nowhere. So. <laughs> Look, I don't know. I, where you see flaws in the plan, I see mm. capitalism. Oh. Um. Where are we? Oh, so the building's operating as an asylum until 1974. Then a woman named Donna Patty, 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 and her husband, they buy the asylum and they turn it, they say, no more, no more asylum. We don't like this. We're going to change it completely. They turn it into a restaurant and nightclub. Mm. <clears throat> it's still in the middle of nowhere, Oregon, right? Correct. Okay. And this may surprise you. It was not successful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Wait, they've been struggling with with clientele that legally has to stay there. <laughs> yes. Do you want to come? Do you want to drive all the way mm-hmm. out here yeah. to the middle of goddamn nowhere? Uh, mm-hmm. Dance a little bit, huh? Yeah. And huh? I don't think there's a hotel at this point. Yeah. It's just a restaurant nightclub. Yeah. And then take a four hour train back to Richmond. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. No. <clears throat> is the only thing I have to say about that. But during this time, the Patties live on the second floor of the building. So they move in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they are the first ones to start documenting that this building is haunted as hell. So Donna and her husband, they, they claim to see the ghosts of former hospital and asylum patients wandering the halls. Very unsurprisingly. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> but they also see some of them walking into the lake, mm. which is very upsetting. Uh, and um, yeah. Again, if you know, it, it, as many ghosts do, they kind of replay, some of them replay the circumstances of their death. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it makes a terrible kind of sense for people in a mental institution who hate it there to walk into the lake and not come out. <clears throat> and that's kind of terrible to think about. Yeah. But you could if you go. If you go there now, you could mm-hmm. you could see it happening. You think could, about it a lot if you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they also had a building caretaker, a man named Richard Owens. Uh, he confirmed all the stories that the Patsies uh, shared during this time. And he also said there were just so many ghosts on the property that he lost track uh, rocking chairs would start rocking all on their own. They also heard the sounds of screaming and crying coming from the old surgery room. Mm. I have to think the fact that the Patties are telling people about the hauntings is mm. not unrelated to the fact that their business didn't survive. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And I think if you're trying to make money off something, you either have to okay. There's, there's two options you can do. Yep. If you're trying money off a, a haunted place, you either tell everyone and make it like your thing. You yeah. theme it yeah. to be a haunted place, like uh, like the Lemps doing mm-hmm. the Lemp Mansion now. Mm-hmm. Great example. Yep. Lean in, lean mm-hmm. all the way in, or you tell no one mm-hmm. <laughs> and you pretend it's not <laughs> happening. There's no middle ground. <clears throat> so they continue living there for a while, but the nightclub and restaurant fail and it's gone in the mid eighties. A man named Dr. Lyle Griffith buys the property and (laughs) and he uses one corner of the building as a bathhouse. And I want you to envision this because (laughs) so he's in one corner Mm -hmm. of a building Mm -hmm. that is fallen into some disrepair. Right. Sure. Which is attached to a wing of a building Mm -hmm. that is ash. Right. Burned wood still. It's still there. And there are photos of that wing today. So mm. it's still there today. So <laughs> it's like, come to the bathhouse. Don't yep. look at the building. Yep. <laughs> Do not avert your eyes. Yep. It's all burned down and falling apart. We're, we're not even going to turn the lights on. You, it, no. it, it, yeah. Not going to help anybody. Just This relax. is like one of those restaurants now where it's like the cool thing in some cities is mm. restaurants where they blindfold you mm-hmm. and you eat blindfolded. Yeah. Exactly. Which I think is is so stupid. It sounds to me like a, what a horrible experience. No way I would do that. No way. Um, but people pay a lot of money for it, and now they're paying. Maybe maybe that's what, what's going on mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. We're gonna like, blindfold like, you in Richmond. Get on the train. Yeah. <laughs> we'll lead you off here. Don't look. <laughs> it's like one of those hydro spas where they put you in the the isolation chamber. You know, oh, I can't love hear those. anything. Are those nice? Oh, I love those. Sounds so scary. I don't. This want is a plug. Anymore. This is a plug. This is a plug. Mm-hmm. That uh, an unpaid plug. Float STL for you, Patrick, mm-hmm. in St. Louis. Oh man. It's good. You can. I, I've never done the pod because I think mm-hmm. I did the. I did the calculations. I think I'm too tall to sit comfortably in a pod. Mm-hmm. But they have rooms, with, like isolation chambers, like rooms with okay. pools. Oh, the best. I love it. It's the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. It sounds weird, and it is weird, uh, but it's great. I'm fine. Anyway, so I'm on board. Anyway, so he makes a corner of the <laughs> building, the bathhouse. Um, I. I'll just, that business also doesn't yeah. make it. <laughs> it's literally just him. So <laughs> uh, listening, listening for the Where front door everybody? bell to ring, just sitting back there, just in his tub, wrinkling, yeah. wrinkling, wrinkling <laughs> until he's just nothing. So by the late eighties, the whole building is abandoned. Um, though an RV park does pop up adjacent to the building in 1989. An RV park. And I think they're squatting. Yeah. I don't it sounds think like they, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just like, this is a oh, quick cash grab. Um, entrepreneurship is for some people. (laughs) 
So over time, ownership of the building changes hands a few times. First, there's a holding company that buys it, and then they eventually sell it to a couple named Charles and Louise Rea. Um, so it's it's not going great. But obviously, the hot springs are still there. And hot mm-hmm. springs, yeah, that's your – I mean, and no one's really tapped into that yet. It's so mm-hmm. wild. Like, that's that's your potential. Yeah. Right? Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> um. But the place is fucking haunted. So that's <laughs> that's a drawback. Also, the springs are, this is a sulfur spring. And so the smell is probably not, Oh, good. I didn't mention that earlier. So it's okay. 200 degrees in the lake and also smells like rotten eggs all the time. Okay, yeah. So that, that probably also has something to do yeah. with it. So a boiling fart spring is not <laughs> right. bringing all the boys to the yard. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so these new owners, the Rias, they start seeing... They start seeing even more ghosts. Mm-hmm. There are, now there are like long dead vacationers wandering in and out of rooms and slamming doors. There's also a gardener there who uh, he originally, I don't know when, when he was there originally, but he committed suicide. Um, and now his ghost is back and his ghost only has two tricks. They either see him lurking in the shadows of the building, holding a spade and staring at you. Okay. Which is not ideal. Threatening. Yeah. Yeah, or else he's throwing himself out of the third floor window. <laughs> so, <laughs> so choose your own adventure if your adventure is uh, horrific. Uh, I'm just imagining he throws himself out the window, splats on the ground, gets up stunned, and then kind of leans on the spade in the shadows for a few minutes. Like, oh, hang on, I just need, I need a moment. <laughs> I need. <laughs> I, that was quite the fall. Anyway. I'm going back up to the third floor. I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> see you soon. See you in a few seconds. <laughs> There's also a piano on the third floor that has been there uh, for most of the building's existence. It was original to the building. Yep. And in fact, it was apparently once owned by Robert E. Lee's wife. Hmm. And this piano will just start playing itself randomly. Hmm. So people want to fix up the building. They want to cash in on the hot springs, but mm-hmm. everyone who buys the building is like, wait, this place is real, like honestly haunted. Yep. <laughs> we can't, this is bad. Um, people are going to get murdered by ghosts. So, oh, and there are sightings of blood pouring down the walls and things moving just under the surface of the water. Mm, I don't like that very much. No, all this is bad. Like there's nothing, there's nothing alive in a 200 degree lake. Mm. Um, so you see anything moving down there. That yeah. that's bad. It's yeah. bad. Uh, oh, and the blood pouring down the walls is mm. not not ideal. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I guess <laughs> so this is all happening. So people are like, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of potential here, but it, but it's not ghosts. But where where some people see disaster, visionaries see possibility. Mm. And in 2003, a man named David Manuel buys the building. Now at this point, it is in very bad shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's not really a building anymore. Uh, every single one of the 368 windows in the structure is either broken or missing. The roof doesn't exist anymore. Like, it's in a, it's in a bad yep. shape. <laughs> it's going to be a long process of rehabilitation, but David and his wife are are committed to it. And to help fund their project, they start they, they self-fund for a while or mm-hmm. you know, with banks' help and stuff, mm-hmm. a couple of small investors. Um, but they're going to need more money. So to help fund it, after they get some of it, kind of in good shape. They opened the building to tours in 2005. They just do, and it's not ghost tours. It's just historical tours. Come check mm-hmm. this out. That helps a bit. So they get some more money. They keep fixing it up. Um, a little bit of a setback in 2008 when the entire West wing of the building collapses. 
Okay, well. <clears throat> you know, what do you expect? See, so you're down another wing. But, I mean. It's You've got at least one other wing. Yeah, sure. They would name it the they would name it the West Wing if there wasn't like another wing. Right. They would just name yeah. it the wing. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, it's a setback. But in 2010, the Hot Lake Hotel finally reopens as a bed and breakfast. It's uh, it's not as big as it used to be. It's mm-hmm. got 22 guest rooms, but it has a spa, an art gallery, a restaurant, and a small museum. So these owners, David and his wife, Lee, uh, they do not like talking about the ghosts. And I saw mm-hmm. this on several sites, like people who like tried to ask them about ghosts. Mm-hmm. They will vehemently refuse to even engage in a conversation. Okay. So that's the, that's the tactic they're taking. They're, they're yes. not embracing it. They are, they're going the pure denial. They're doing the okay. other right thing, which sure. is, mm-hmm. don't know what you're talking about. Please leave. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you, which honestly, you really, if you think about it, it, it also kind of plays into the other side as well. Like I'm not. Oh, talk- for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's a good. It's like kind of a wink and a nod. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Stop yeah. talking about that. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> and we have to go put up some wallpaper on the second floor and <laughs> to cover up. Twentieth layer stuff. this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so wet. Um. Actually, in the next the next bullet here does 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 feed into your point pretty well. So, mm-hmm. but guests guests do talk about it, of course. But there are also diaries in each room where they encourage guests to share their you know their experience of staying in the hotel and sure, the hot and what it's like. Yeah. And these are full of ghost stories. So that is it. Maybe they are doing. They're maybe they are playing in both mm-hmm. worlds. It's mm-hmm. interesting. It's interesting. Um, and there are ghosts there. Obviously, if you go to the third floor, which was. Um, one of the hospital floors. Apparently, it's still full of old hospital equipment. Do I still have that? I have a picture of that. Definitely somewhere. keep that around. It's definitely uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah, never I don't know. know that's, it might come back in style someday. You know. I guess. Let me show you what that looks like. Who knows? When people are going to get bored with all these safe surgeries. <laughs> well, we may, we're getting pretty close. Yeah. I think actually. Now that you mentioned that, <laughs> you make a good point. Uh, so here is something you can see on the third floor today. Ooh, boy. It looks like the raccoons got to that one. That is uh-huh. not great. This but, is Return to Oz plus yeah. Rabid Raccoon <laughs> for sure. It looks like some sort of old stainless steel, I'm going to call it um, examination table. With uh, hand cranks to yeah. raise the front and the yeah, back. That makes it look bottom. like a birthing table, frankly. And the whole thing is covered in some sort of like raccoon chewed um, plastic mat. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not a big fan of that one. No, very classic, uh, classic, terrible, terrible thing. So there's all the equipment on the third floor, and there is also, um, oh, there's also this old original wooden sign on the wall. Patrick, can you hmm. look at this and uh, tell sure. me what that says? Uh, okay, so it's in kind of an old English script, and it says uh, with with the with the first letters of each word capitalized, helpfully, and guilt, I think. And guilt uh, is that is that a thing? Golden looking, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it says, "Keep your voice low and be sweet." It says, "This Keep is from when it was low. an asylum." Ah, uh, okay. That's that's a different tone then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> it, 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 it does kind of have the energy of like a. Like a middle manager who prints out something and puts up in the break room. Like, everybody needs to needs to start taking their breaks. Only 20 minutes, like agreed. 
But then in the same asylum, it's things like shut up and be nice. <laughs> yeah. It's a real uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest uh, vibe that mm-hmm. we're getting out of this. But 1800s style or early 1900s. Um, so, uh, guests to the hotel are so frequently haunted that someone started the website called Haunted Hot Lake, which is an old WordPress site. It has not been updated since 2011, unfortunately, mm. but, um, some people share their stories there. I pulled out a few to share. So here are just a couple of hauntings people have experienced there. Uh, a group of high school girls went to the hotel to do a research on a local history project one day. They went up to the third floor, the surgical floor. They walked down the halls and they started kicking open the doors of the hallway. And you can't you can't that's disrespect. Yeah. Nah, no, that's that's a problem. That could be behavior. <clears throat> so they get to the door at the end of the hall. One of the girls kicks it open mm. and the door slams back shut. Ooh. Okay. And she doesn't like that. She kicks it open again, it slams shut again. And then all the other doors start slamming shut. <sighs> one by one, un- like moving toward them. Down the hall. Hmm. That is when they ran literally screaming from the building. (laughs) Uh, Another story on the site is while the building was abandoned in the 90s, a group of kids broke in one night, as kids will do. Mm -hmm. And we all. Uh, Yep, they go exploring. Now, these kids were climbing one of the stairwells when they looked up and saw footprints being made in the dust on the stairs, heading down the stairs toward them. Okay. They also left screaming yeah. <laughs> and uh, never went back. So lots of ghosts of this place. If you go there now, uh, you will see all these. But um, I'll show you. The, it's it, it it does look like a place I would go to now in some mm. respects. I'll show you some photos in a second here. Um, now the hotel is called The Lodge at Hot Lake Springs. Mm-hmm. Pretty good name. Let me show you their Instagram account, Patrick. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> and folks, if you want to check out the Instagram account as well, you can go to Hot Lake Lodge on Instagram. Yeah, Hot Lake Lodge. Uh, it's you can see very it's very nice. I like. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, this is oh, this is an influence. They have influencers coming and doing their whole thing there. Yeah, holding hands. Oh, that's very cute. Okay. Yeah, lots of very steam because it's yeah, yeah, snowy and steamy. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a good looking place. Um, They've got these kind of rustic-looking tubs mm-hmm. that are fed from from the lake, but are not mm-hmm. 200 degrees, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> Just the hair below. Yeah. So, you know, it looks nice. The only thing that gives me pause, they do have these rooms, and what we're looking at now is a picture oh. of some of the bathroom, the bath, bath bathrooms, yeah. <laughs> the, the bathing rooms, mm-hmm. which are, they appear to be on the exterior of the building, and they yeah. are original brick walls. Mm-hmm. So it's like this square room mm-hmm. that is open to the elements sure. but the walls themselves are are original brick to the original building and they've put wooden benches uh submerged in the water and they they pipe water up from the bottom and so you go and you sit in uh in these little square rooms that it's probably nice but also probably pretty haunted yeah i mean it's it, it's got kind of the vibes of like a pool you put on the roof of like a three flat building in chicago like mm-hmm. this is relax up here on the roof of the building Little pergola on top yeah, yeah i guess <coughs> yeah but it's also but also like, haunted walls yeah yeah it's really haunted. the haunted walls that are the problem yep. here. Yeah. um but i mean the rooms look great look at that mm-hmm. you know nice stuff it's good stuff 
So if you want to go and stay at, uh, at the, the lodge at Hot Lake Springs, you can. And maybe you should. I don't know. Who am I to say? Maybe you should. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly haunted. So <laughs> I don't know. Let us know. If you go, let us know how it goes. But, um, but you know, and, and try not to burn alive in the lake. That mm. does get to 200 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> that is too hot <laughs> for you. Very clear. Your body is half that. Yeah. <clears throat> don't go in. Yeah. Just as a reminder, water boils at 212. Mm-hmm. So you are... Oh, you're yep. almost there. <laughs> and if 200 is your um, is your average, uh, parts of that lake are definitely boiling, would, like yeah. literally boiling. <laughs> so, you know, be careful. Would you go uh, into the lake? No, I don't think so. Oh uh, no, it sorry. Uh, to the lodge, this haunted lodge. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's very luxurious. Yeah. Would you drink from the lake? Would not. No. Sounds the, like you might. Well, based on historical evidence, with it sounds be, like you might. With it being a fart spring, I think I'm. I think I'm going to steer clear <laughs> of that one. That's true. That's one of those nature. Nature is doing you a solid by giving you that yep. uh, olfactory warning. You mm-hmm. know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Stay away. This is poison here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but if you want to go, let us know how it goes for you. Because I, I, can't, it's just so far. I don't think I'm going to be That's going. Expensive. Yeah, <laughs> I can't afford that on this salary. Patrick's got all his money wrapped up in off-brand Cheez-Its, and, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not seeing any of it, so we can't afford to go. But uh, you should go. And that's our show for this week. Is This a Ghost is a production of Smith Show Media. Uh, all the notes are taken by me, Clayton Smith. All the funny jokes are from Patrick Dean. Our audio editor is Jeremy Montoya. Our video editor is Jennifer Swanson. Our social media editor is Kai Volanis. And uh, what else? Anything else, Pat? Any final thoughts, final words? No. Okay. (laughs) Very helpful. Thank you. That's it for us this week. You all stay safe out there or else we might be talking about you next week on Is This a Ghost? Ghost.